You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Shows on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. You can send an email to the show, Locked On Vikings Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, I answer them here on Tuesdays. You can also fill out the form in the show notes. You can join the Discord community in the show notes if you're into that as well. Well, and today, most of the show is going to be a very special guest. I brought on somebody from the Vikings beat. It's Chad Graff. He writes for The Athletic, and we talked about all sorts of things in this interview. It's a really long interview, so we're going to get into it in in a minute here. Uh, We talked about Kirk Cousins and his contract situation and his likelihood of, you know, being the Vikings quarterback in 2021. We talked about the Daniel Hunter thing. He has a really interesting read on that situation, and we also just talked about kind of the the nitty-gritty of, like, what teams are doing usually this time of year. What are the Vikings actually up to? They're going into the office, or virtual office, as it were, uh, every day, so, you know, what kind of work needs to be done right now. Really interesting stuff. So here is the interview with uh, The Athletic's Chad Graff. All right, everybody, excited to be joined by somebody on the Vikings beat. The Athletic's Chad Graff is here to hang out. Chad, how you doing? Doing well, Luke. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, so I, the first question I want to ask you, uh, before we get into some of the more Vikings specific stuff, because yeah, I think you're a little more plugged into the organization than uh, the average fan like me. What this time of year is an NFL team typically up to? Like, what are they actually doing in the office all day? So in February, sort of early-ish February, right around the Super Bowl and for the week after, it is flying in all of the scouts, usually, uh, obviously not this year, but it's flying everybody in, going through meetings initially, um, you know, with your pro scouts to go over who the pending free agents are, what you think they'll probably go for, um, go over your own roster, uh, look at everybody's cap situation, who are players you may target for either a restructure or to convert some of their money into a signing bonus to lower cap hit, things Mm -hmm. like that. So all of that basically wraps up right about now. Um, And then, of course, now, you know, in a normal year, you're headed to the combine and uh, you're deploying your army of scouts and front office people to go mingle in bars and hopefully uh, exchange some information with other teams. And, um, you know, pretending that watching the three cone drill live makes much of a difference, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, So it's it's a really, you know, bizarre time. I think that uh, that combine and, and my first combine certainly was eye-opening in that regard that I just think um I think teams get a lot more out of just the mingling with each other than they actually do being in person to watch a 40-yard dash like that yeah I don't think there's a whole lot of value in but everybody getting drunk at the same hotel bar exactly you head to the (laughs) uh, JW Marriott hotel bar and uh, (laughs) I, I can promise you you'll find Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman in there yeah 
I, I like I wonder how many decisions that we don't know about yet, like who they're going to planning to cut, who they're planning to extend, if they're going to restructure. Like, I wonder how many of those decisions are made and they just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because of like various timing, waiting for crazy information or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm always curious to know, like, how much have they already decided and they just kind of haven't told us yet? Right. I, I would think a few things, including probably um, Kyle Rudolph, how much mm-hmm. they would offer Riley Reef in a restructure. I think these things, the ball is already rolling on them. Um, and it's just a matter of time until either we find out or they're agreed upon with the other player, you know, whether it's Harrison Smith or Riley Reef or whomever. Um, but I think things like, are you going to cut Shamar Stefan? Are you going to cut Kyle mm-hmm. Rudolph? Are you going to cut Dan Bailey? These things are pretty much already decided. Um, and now we just wait to find out somewhere between now and March 17th at 3 p.m. Right. Yeah. And something random happens on March 3rd that changes it. You might as well wait right. to make sure nothing crazy goes down. Um, so just in I, case Irv Smith Jr. tears his ACL on a you know, right in a skiing accident. Yeah. It is, right? <laughs> um, so I, it's been a few weeks now since George Payton left to go be the GM of the Broncos. So I, I guess I, I wonder if you have any sort of sense for how the organization is kind of started to adjust. You know, there was a lot of speculation of this person would do that. They've made some organizational changes and who gets what title and stuff. Um, but I, I wonder if you have a, a sense for kind of how this draft process now is resuming life after Payton. We're here. Yeah, well, as far as the draft goes, the Vikings are an interesting team in that as Mike Zimmer has been in Minnesota, he's earned a lot more responsibility with the draft that a lot of other head coaches don't have or haven't had. Um, And then I think that ramped up a little bit with the coaching staff too. Once Gary Kubiak joined Kubiak was quite involved in, in the draft process, which um, obviously right. Why not? (laughs) Uh, But obviously isn't typically the case with an offensive coordinator. I think everybody knows, um, you know, Andre Patterson is involved and in, in the stories with the Nil Hunter and, and DJ right. Wanham after that. So the coaching staff is definitely more involved. And I think that probably helps Rick Spielman a bit after losing essentially his right hand man. Um, everybody knows he leans on Rod Brzezinski and he's sort of the cab guru mm-hmm. of the group and can help navigate in a lot of that. So uh, for now, they're not going to, you know, make any job title changes or, you know, drastically revamp what they're going to do. It wouldn't surprise me though, if that changed, you know, shortly after training camp opened. So um, it's an interesting time, but I think Rick Spielman's a little bit fortunate that Mike Zimmer does as much draft stuff as he does. Right. They won't feel shorthanded in, in any way. It's, it's interesting because Mike Zimmer, you know, you've got all these college scouts and yet Zimmer doesn't dive into this stuff really until mid-February is the first time that he starts looking at this. And then, you know, quite extensively, say March 20th and and beyond. So um, catching up on what the scouts already did, that's kind of the point of them is so that they can go watch all the college games while you're preparing for week six. Right, right. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. And, you know, it's while these mock drafts and looking ahead and stuff is so much fun, it's just so hard to have a sense of what they'll do in the first round until we know, um, do they sign a free agent who they think is going to be their starting left guard? Do they, are they able to sign mm-hmm. and convince Dominican Sue to come here and, and solve the three technique problem, at least for one season? Um, you know, what do they do with Fadi Adenigbo? Do they make sure that, you know, he's back on a tender. And so there's all these questions that once we get to, I think like March 21st or so, then I think, 
it because it will become a lot more clear what the Vikings are going to do in the draft. That makes sense. There are a few other decisions that maybe, like we talked about earlier, have been decided that I kind of want to talk to you about. So if everybody will stick around when we come back, we'll talk about Cousins, maybe Daniel Hunter a little bit, maybe some other stuff. So uh, stick around. We all know that old adage that whatever you do, take care of your car before things get out of hand. The longer you put off a problem with your car, the more expensive it gets to fix. And that also goes for maintenance, especially if you're the kind of person that likes to change their own oil instead of spending 50, 60 bucks at a mechanic panic, you can get your own oil and change it yourself. Watch a YouTube tutorial and figure it out. But where do you go to get that oil? If you want to go to a brick and mortar auto store, they might rip you off. They might have two separate prices for their uh, wholesale customers and their walk-in retail buyers. And you're not going to be getting the better price there. But at Rock Auto, you get the same price and they have an awesome catalog. So you can make sure that you're getting an oil that is right for your car. And that goes for all the parts that you can buy at Rock Auto. So head on over to rockauto.com, enter your make, your year, your model, and their awesome catalog will help you navigate to a part that is right for your car. If you buy something there at checkout, let, make sure you let them know in the how you heard about us section that Locked On sent you. If you don't, I'm going to have to jump into that polluted looking river because they're gaining on me. I just hope I can throw the bloodhounds off the scent. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, we have two conversations for you to wrap up the month. First, a discussion on protest in sports across leagues, and then tune in for a discussion on the importance of black history in sports, what's been achieved, and the important work left to be done, all in discussion on on the Locked On Presents podcast feed. Subscribe on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. So we're here with Chad Graff of The Athletic. So there's been a lot of, I guess, we'll call it conjecture with Kirk Cousins. I think there's a lot of random stuff out there that may or may not be true about Kirk Cousins and where he stands, not only with the organization, but you know, then you talk about the trade offers and stuff. Do you have a read of really where they stand? Is there any intention to do anything here? And if there is, are they doing it this year? Well, it's so interesting because on the one hand, this year, you know, seemingly more than previous years, there is a bit of a carousel at the quarterback position. You're seeing right. Carson Wentz get traded. Deshaun Watson wants to get traded. Um, well, it doesn't look like Russell Wilson will get traded. He's at least, you know, made those comments about the offensive line and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, all of that. So all of that opens the possibility, um, especially with the 49ers being in their boat and seemingly shopping Garoppolo to bring in a new quarterback and everybody knows Shanahan and Cousins' connection. Yeah. But so that's the reason I think it's out there. Um, on the flip side, though, the Vikings and especially the Wilfs have no intention right now to trade Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Wilfs look at this and, you know, it's a whole nother question whether this is the right or wrong way to look at it. But they look at it like we want to go to the playoffs basically every year, whether that's winning the division, uh, which is, of course, the preferable route or getting sure. in as a wild card that is not what's important to them. Their theory is that you continue to get to the playoffs. You knock on the door at some point, you're going to get hot in the playoffs and that's how you're going to make your run to the right. Super Bowl, a la um, the Eagles of a couple of years ago, basically Try to getting hot. Be the, the right team time. that's in it every year, rather the team that takes one really interesting stab. Exactly. So because of that, they don't want to get worse at quarterback. Um, mm -hmm. And it's hard to, this offseason, I think, get better than Kirk Cousins. And that might drive some people nuts, but 
Kirk Cousins is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, mm-hmm. And there's not a whole lot of other options other than Deshaun Watson. And I'm not convinced that Deshaun Watson, who has a no trade clause, is going to want to come to uh, a place that is as balanced as the Vikings are offensively. Um, and frankly, just, you know, uh, the market, I guess. he His options right, right now are like Miami and New York. He can... They can outspend the Vikings for like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's got, he would have, I think there is an argument for Deshaun Watson to come here centered around, Hey, you get Justin Jefferson in his second Mm -hmm. year. You get Adam Thielen still a top 20 wide receiver. You get Dalvin Cook. There are reasons to come here, but I think he looks at it like I can either go be a mega star in New York and they've got tons of money to build around me or Mm -hmm. I can go to Miami where they've already got a good team and are, you know, seemingly a quarterback away. And oh yeah, it's Miami. I'll get to live a, a hell right. of a life Sit on, the beach. on deals and endorsements <laughs> there. Um, so I'm not convinced he would come here. If he comes here, that obviously, if he'd be willing to, I mean, that would obviously throw a wrench in it because then, you know, you suffice what the Wilfs are looking for, which is not getting worse at quarterback. So they right. want to get to the playoffs next year. And I'm not sure there's an argument that, Jimmy Garoppolo gets them to the playoffs, which is why I just don't see a Kirk Cousins oh, trade yeah. happening. Yeah, this show definitely agrees with you on on Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I see that. It's like it, you, you don't necessarily have to get worse before you can get better. That's always something that I've said here, um, and, and especially at the quarterback position. You don't need to suffer through a, a Matt Castle year so that you can draft. Like If you can get better, get better. If you can get worse, that doesn't necessarily mean that a better guy is on the horizon just because you suck now. Um, well, and that's the argument with Garoppolo is get Garoppolo, draft somebody, but that's yeah. just not the way that the Wilfs are looking at it. The Wilfs want to be good this year. They want to go to the playoffs this year. They want to go to the playoffs next year. Um, and a first round pick is just not the way to go to the playoffs this year. Maybe it's, there's an argument that that's a better way to the Super Bowl in four years, but that's not how the Wilfs are looking at if it. If a lot and, of things work out that you can't rely on, but sure. Yeah. Right. And and at the end of the day, they're the owners and um, they talk to mm-hmm. Rick Spielman, I think a lot more than people realize. And um, yeah, they sign off on all of the moves that Rick wants to make. Yeah, that's the thing. My my theory, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but my theory is that Rick already knows whether or not he wants to extend Kirk Cousins next year and deal with what he wants to do about that $45 million cap hit. And the Wilfs do too. And I think if there was any problem with that, we already probably would have heard about it. But that's just me, you know, from the outside looking in reading the tea leaves. Well, and and that's such an interesting one to me because it's such an important year, 2021, for I think the GM, the head coach, and the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um it, you have to make the playoffs. I think you just have to. Otherwise, yeah. Kirk Cousins, you know, if you don't make the playoffs in 2021, the Kirk Cousins has missed the playoffs in three of his four years here. The Vikings, you know, and Spielman and Zimmer have missed the playoffs three out of four years. All of a sudden, uh, the seat gets awfully hot for all of oh, them. Yeah. And I, I just don't know that you can run it back once again if you miss the playoffs again in 2021. Like the argument this year is, Let's run it back because the offense is pretty good. Uh, I, I think you'd call it a, a top 10 offense. You know, obviously probably not a top five offense, but it's a good offense. Yeah. And you count on special teams not being as bad as they were because that's a low bar. Let's face it to clear. And you count on the defense being better, both because you're getting players back in Anthony Barge, Neil Hunter, Michael Pierce, but also just because 
Mike Zimmer doesn't have bad defenses for back-to-back years. You give him another year with those corners. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, I think, to run it back this year. It would not make sense to run it back again in 2022 if you don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned Daniel Hunter. I wanted to ask about him. But first, I want to talk to the listeners about Bet Online. Bet Online is your one stop shop for all of your wonderful degenerate grambling needs. You can bet on stuff like NFL futures, who is going to win the NFC North, who will be the Super Bowl winner, NFC winner next year, all that stuff. You can also bet on the current sports that are going on college basketball, NBA. There's even some college football going on if you really got to get your fix in. So head on over to betonline.ag. You can sign up on your computer, on your mobile device, but when you do, make sure you enter the promo code locked on because whatever your first deposit is, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That means for every $100 that you deposit as part of your first deposit, you get a free 50 bucks to play with. It's a ton of value. You cannot pass this up at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Over on the Locked On NFL podcast today, it's Jake and Ryan on Thursdays, and they are talking about team building. They're using a lot of analytics and a lot of stuff. If you are interested in in high-level team building takes about the Vikings and everybody around the NFL, head on over to Locked On NFL. All right, we are back with Chad Graff of The Athletic talking Vikings, talking about Daniil Hunter. Uh, would you expect anything to happen with Daniil Hunter this summer? Maybe even before like the draft or whatever, if, if a trade came along or something. But barring that, because it sounds like it would need to just be a godfather offer. Um, would you expect there to be any movement with his contract this summer, an extension or anything like that? Or are we waiting to see how 2021 plays out? Well, it's such an interesting case because... Daniel Hunter knew that he was underpaid for the performances that he was putting up 14 and a half sacks and back to back years sure. is crazy. He was just absurdly good and, you know, was paid as a really good player, not an absurdly good player. So yeah. I think he had definitely expressed to his agent, Hey, you know, at the end of 2020, let's start talking about redoing my contract. But then of course there's the injury. You have to decide yeah. do I want surgery and fix this. What am I going to do that weighed heavily on him? It was not like, He had the injury and decided right away, all right, shut it down. Let's do the season-ending surgery. He went back and forth, saw different specialists, saw a bunch of people before making up his mind on that, eventually decides, I'm going Mm -hmm. to do the surgery. It's going to cost me the whole year. And I think his agents, who are notoriously tight-lipped, they're not ones that uh, if you send a quick text to to check on something, they'll get back to you right away. Uh, They don't respond to very many people. And I think they probably let it slip to Ian Rappaport, hence that October tweet from him. You know, man, we we really wanted to cash in here. We were going to try to get him the highest paid defensive player. I don't know what we can do. Maybe we threaten a trade or something, and maybe that's how that comes out. But that's just not realistic after he's missed the entire season. If you're the Vikings and he says that to you, you know, this is obviously hardball. And, and, you know, if this has gone on long enough, but you say everyone's trying to do their contract. For three more years, we'll be happy to pay you if you return and put in another 14 and a half sack performance and you show us that this injury costs nothing. But this was a significant injury, um, one that, you know, other players in the market like Zach Parisi have had. And he's told stories about how he couldn't even stand up because it was so painful and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just how how brutal it was. So if you show us, yeah, you can come back, then great. We'll talk about restructuring your contract. We'll get you the raise you want, all of that after this season. Um but you gotta you gotta show us you're healthy first. So, and the flip side of that is if he says, "Well, then I want to be traded." Well, guess what? There, there's probably not the same amount of teams lining up to trade for him after you know having no idea what's gone on with his injury. Um, you know, obviously, right. 
31 teams would have said, yes, let's do it uh, a year ago at this time. But it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so hard, I think, for another team to give up two first round picks if you, your doctors don't don't know if you're going to get something out, you like, it'll probably be, I'm sure his agent would tell you GM of whatever team. Yeah, he's fine. Give up the two first round picks, but that's Mm -hmm. a, that's hard to convince your owner when you can't say for sure what his medicals are like. Yeah, that makes sense. It's really interesting because uh, not too long ago, I had Courtney Cronin on the podcast. I asked her the same question and got almost the exact same answer <laughs> about, hey, you know, that's probably going like this. It's not really he's coming off an injury that makes it so hard and you can't really justify the Vikings doing it. So I wonder if the Vikings are in lockstep with the two of you uh, and and think the same way of going, listen, we can't we can't do this, but come back and we'll see 2021. That's kind of why I asked. I, I think 2021 plays out and then we talk about it, right? And he, either his deal gets redone or he gets traded or something, or if the injury has derailed him, then, you know, that's sad and that's the case. Um, but before I let you go, I... Uh, this is uh, becoming a bit of a tradition. Anytime I have somebody, especially somebody Vikings, uh, somebody on the Vikings beat on here. Uh, give me your spicy take. This is a safe space. Tell me something crazy. Well, so I don't know how spicy this will end up being, but it, I think, you know, the Vikings are not going to have a ton of resources to make a ton of moves this offseason. That's just sure. an unfortunate position that they're in. They've got a few spots that they need or would like to fix in a dream world. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think the offensive line for as long as it's been a problem and for as much as you need a new left guard after Dakota, after Dakota Dozier did not work last season, despite starting all 16 games, I think I would spend my prime resources. Say you get one marquee free agent and your first round pick. I think I would rather spend it on the defensive line than the offensive line. Okay. Um, Kirk cousins, you know, just he invites pressure a little bit. I think he would tell you that sack percentage is a bit of a quarterback stat. He's never been great at that. Um, And look, the Vikings aren't going to get worse at left guard, regardless of who they roll out there. I just, I would rather have Dominican Sue and a first round defensive end to go with Michael Pierce Mm -hmm. and Daniel Hunter restore that defense to, you know, if you have that, I think that defense, there's no reason they're not a top 10 defense. And, potentially depending on how the secondary is all the way up to a top five defense. Kirk cousins showed last year that this can be a top 10 offense despite a horrific start and despite bad interior offensive line play. Um, so I would not, I, I'm not as worried about the offensive line as I am parts of the defensive line. Um, is your left guard going to be great? No, probably not. Uh, unfortunately for the Vikings, the top end guards are either way too expensive for them where they would have to lose Riley Reef, which I don't think you want to do. Or I think the tier below them don't really fit the zone scheme. Um, it's a lot of power guys. And, and so rather than either, you know, spending a ton of money and having to lose guys like Riley Reef to get the tier one guards and rather than putting um, a, a square into a round hole in terms of not getting a guy who fits your scheme, I would rather just, sign a cheap veteran at left guard, use a second or third round pick on a guard. Um, But let's not forget the Vikings have drafted an offensive lineman in the first two rounds, three straight years, Brian Mm O'Neill, then Garrett Bradbury, then Ezra Cleveland. Top 70 for four, if you want to count offline. Right. So is the offensive line going to be great next year? No, but 
I think I would rather do what I could to make sure that the secondary has some help with a defensive line that you know is going to create some pressure. The defensive line was just so, so bad last year. And I think Mm -hmm. made the issues in the secondary just compounded those. You're asking rookies to not just cover and be good cover corners, but to do it with no pass rush as quarterbacks, you know, have as much time as they want. So I think you got to fix the defensive line and you can kind of go from there. Unfortunately, you don't have a ton of resources, but I would put those into the defensive line before I would the offensive line. Yeah, I I don't know where I find where I, where I fall on that, but you've made a very persuasive argument. We've done a lot of <laughs> a lot of cap stuff on this show in the last few weeks, uh, so we kind of know exactly what the Vikings have to do and how they could make some space, how they could even use a Daniel Hunter extension to make space by kind of converting a lot to salary or a lot to signing bonus and all that stuff. So it's possible if they have the 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 will to do it, if there's the political will in the organization. But I guess as with all things, time will tell. Chad, thank you so much for taking the time to to hang out and uh, come chat Vikings. Let the people know where they can find you and your work. Yeah, I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Uh, the work is at The Athletic, along with Arif Hassan. We do um, the Vikings for The Athletic and have a great team of writers that cover both national side. We have Dane Brugler, who's just focused on prospects in the draft. That's his full-time job. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's a ton of fun to draft be reading guide right now. Buy. So, yeah, it's, it's great. So um, I'd encourage you to check that out if you're not a subscriber. We'd love to have you. Um, and other than that, just on Twitter, at Chad Graff. Nice, nice and original. Easy to remember. Right. And uh, all that stuff will be in the show notes as well if the uh, listeners want to check any of that out. Chad, thanks for the time. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Free agency is rapidly approaching, and we still have a lot of stuff that we have to talk about. So tomorrow on the show, I'm going to try to cram some of that in, and we'll make sure that we get to all of the free agency stuff we have to look forward to before free agency actually starts, or we have more news to talk about. So make sure you stick around. Show up tomorrow. We'll have a little chit chat. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at LukeBronNFL. Show is on Twitter at LockedOnVikings, and I'll see y'all tomorrow. And as always, skull.